Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and Happy New Year. Welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Bark, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict Moore Parish in the Hill District. And Happy New Year as we uh, turn the page now to 2023. Grab your coffee cup and join us on this New Year's morning as we talk about the meaning, mission, and the importance of a Catholic school education. And what a joyful program we have, along with some very important guests in our studio this New Year's Day. Our guests really capture the essence of our Catholic schools and why they are both special and effective. It's the education and the experience of looking backward through the lens of alumni. This program is supported by the generosity of Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. And we are featuring Our Lady of the Sacred Heart High School in Coriopolis. William Stickman is an Ols uh, class of 1998. Bill is a U.S. District Judge, and he's also was also the valedictorian of his senior class at Ols. And also our current campus minister and theology teacher, Caitlin Snatchko. Caitlin is alumnus of Olsh of the class of 2010. So William and Caitlin, welcome this morning and Happy New Year to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you. Happy New Year, Father. Happy New Year, Father. What a way to start 2023 with Olsh leading us off our our program. So welcome in studio to both of you. And Caitlin, you and I go back. I used to be the campus minister, um, religion teacher at St. Pete's School when I first arrived. Hard to believe that's five years ago. Time flies. Back in 2018, and here you are today. Absolutely. And Olsh is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Before I moved to the East End, I was at the former St. James Parish, now Divine Redeemer Parish in Swickley. And uh, also when I was is, um, vocation director for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. So Our Lady of the Sacred Heart High School is very near and dear to my heart. So great to have both of you here in studio and welcome. Now, um, Bill and Caitlin, you offer great perspectives on the value of a Catholic education from your own experiences and from your own unique perspectives and insight. Uh, Bill, you are a parent of children in Catholic schools, and Caitlin, you work for our students Currently, uh, can you just introduce ourselves? In, introduce yourselves to us uh, this morning and tell us a little bit of background. Caitlin, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, as Father said, I'm Caitlin Snatchko. I graduated from Olsh in 2010, um, and I started there as the campus minister and theology teacher in 2018. And it's just been um, such a gift to to be back there, um, really where my faith was formed and grounded and now to be able to plant the seeds for the future generations. Right. Yes, yeah, I um I grew up in the Mount Washington section of the city and went to St. Mary of the Mount 
Uh, then I went to Osh, and finally for seven years at Duquesne, both undergraduate and law school. So I was kindergarten through law school Catholic education. Uh, after that, I've had a chance to practice law and now to um, serve as a district judge in the Western District of Pennsylvania. Great. Both of you have great, uh, wonderful backgrounds. And Bill, you're from Mount Washington, I and uh, I grew up in Carrick, Carrick over Bulgaria, so it's not too bad. Practically too neighbors. Yeah, yeah. I used right. to uh, ride my bike down Brownsville Road and go through uh, almost to Mount Washington. I didn't quite make it up at the hill there, but uh, pretty close by. So, uh, Can you tell our listeners, uh, Bill, um, you really shot at the top of your class as Val Victorian, uh, then you went on to Duquesne University and studied law, earning many distinguished honors there. From the beginning, where did that drive to succeed come from? And now you give it back to uh, impress upon others of mm. Catholic education. I think it came, uh, like everything, from family first. My parents really pushed me to um, to actualize whatever potential I had been given uh, by God and by nurture and nature. And... Um, so we, we grew up in a house that really valued academic success, and, uh, and I think that we were fostered in that pursuit of success uh, by Catholic schools. Uh, first, St. Mary of the Mount, uh, which unfortunately no longer is there, uh, which was on my street. I could walk to and from oh. school. If I forgot homework, I could walk home. <laughs> um, and then later uh, at Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, which I always tell people that in addition to my parents, I think that Osh had a formative effect on my life as a Catholic as a thinker, a worker, and as a man, uh, more than any other institution I've been a part of. So that, that basic Catholic education really instilled those morals and values? First. I think so. Yeah. Well, I think that my parents instilled them in my parish. Mm-hmm. I think that the Catholic schools that I went to uh, did what they are intended to do, which is to serve as an aid to the parents in their natural mission of being the primary educators of kids. Now, Caitlin, what a full circle and rewarding time in your life. Uh, You're the campus minister uh, at the school where you walked the halls and you sat in the classrooms. Tell our listeners about that experience, about going to school there and now working there. That that should be a pretty neat feeling to go to work every day at the same halls. Uh, that you were at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, At first, the first, I'd say, six months, it was kind of weird because, you know, you'd get flashbacks of different things that happened when you were in school or, you know, uh, things like that. But as time has gone on, um, it really feels like a family, which is how it felt when I was a student, uh, which is so nice to be back uh, and a part of. Um, And I just remember the chapel was really always my place to go as a student. Now, you know, the first week I was back as a faculty member, I just, God, you know, I saw how full circle that came and um, just how blessed I was uh, by his graces and everything that he had given and instilled to me, um, you know, again, as Mr. Stigman said, through Catholic education and then coming back to that. Now, both of you, obviously, now uh, they did the major renovations when I was in Swickley. It's all a green building now, but that chapel, as you were mentioning, is just beautiful. The Felician Sisters are awesome. It is uh, community, and I've done several masses in there, and it's just breath- breathtaking when you drive up the hill there uh, from Coriopolis and go into the main driveway, and boom, it's the mother house is right there, and the be- big, beautiful uh, campus, uh, and just the trees in the background of Moon Township, Coriopolis. It's like a beacon on the hill, so to speak, yes, truly. overlooking the Ohio River. Uh, Bill, share our listeners about the moral compass that you've developed of integrity and fairness. Was this instilled to you at, at Our Lady of the Sacred Heart? 
I think that it was the foundation was laid by my parents and mm. by my experience with St. Mary's going up to that point. But Osh is a place you go there as a teenager, and a lot of things are going on with a teenager as you're growing to become, in my case, a young man. Mm. And uh, that's where virtue, I think, is tested. And in being tested, I think it grows and it grows stronger if it's given the right opportunity. And, and I think that at Osh, you mentioned the chapel. That's the center not only of the school complex but of campus itself that stretches from the, you know, the cell tower all the way out to the cemetery. And it's the, I, th- I think it's like that not by mistake but by you – know, Christ is literally at the center of everything we do. And then surrounding that, you mentioned the green building, the lead certification. Mm-hmm. You have the Franciscan Felician values that permeate everything out there. So nobody at Osh can question why you're there. You're there because of Jesus Christ and for the pursuit of truth in every subject that comes from that. And I think that that was an opportunity for me in those formative years of my life to test myself as a Catholic and as a man, and that those lessons, I think, I put into play um, not just the academic aspect of it, but the spiritual and the personal, the interpersonal um, relations and the ability to rate, relate to people interpersonally uh, was definitely fostered at my time at Olsh. Kaylin, what, what do you find most rewarding about being a campus minister? Um, just the chance to interact with the kids, I think, on a deeper level than just the classroom setting. Uh, we have a lot of, or try to offer a lot of opportunities for students wherever they might be at to participate in the liturgies, um, in the campus ministry group service projects. So just seeing kids take the chance, like, hey, let me try something new, and then you know, really coming to grow in their relationship with Christ um, through the different opportunities that we give at Olsh uh, in, you know, their relationship with one another, but ultimately with, with Christ. How about you, Bill? What do you find most rewarding about your time there at Olsh, the Catholic education? I think the relationships that I forged, mm-hmm. and, you know, Caitlin mentioned you go back there, I'll be there coaching the trial team, the mock trial team, in just a couple of hours. You walk the halls in that respect, or I have a, my oldest son is a junior at Olsh, uh, I got to participate in his ring day ceremony. Uh, it, it has a family-like atmosphere that is like we're part of a big Catholic family uh, that's supporting each other. You're you're nurturing everybody's gifts. You're helping them out on whatever weaknesses they might have. And I never felt like that left even when I left campus. And now mm-hmm. that I'm back, uh, particularly being back as a father, I think that those strengths of Olsh, um, I, I think I, I really treasure them even more now than I did as a student. It's it's really interesting because you both went through that Catholic education, graduated, and you're still there. You know, it's like it never left you. It's part of your life. You know, Caitlin, you're on faculty there. Bill, your 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 son's there, and you coach uh, there. You have that connection. It's like we're honorary Felicians. Yeah, it's uh, like they, you, they, they you never left us. the campus, and <laughs> I I just think that that's that's this one special thing about. Um, Catholic education and Olsh that it's not just oh you know I graduate get my diploma and see you later I'll never see my classmates again do you still interact with uh, some of your classmates or your alumni Um, yeah absolutely Um, and it's you know really great to see there's a lot of alumni even that I went to school with involved with coaching and you know a lot of us don't leave and I think it's for the fact that it is such a great atmosphere and you know that's where the Blessed Mother really calls us to be with her son in a special way. Uh, We're blessed to, uh, my son uh, is multi-generational Olsh now and in class with people that I went to school with children. And I think that's really funny. I went to school with his dad or her mom. And uh, I think you can really see 
the impact somebody that a Catholic school makes on you when the next generation is willing to to pay sometimes a great sacrifice to send your child back to that environment. It, it must have had value in my life if I'm willing to uh, to send my children there. Absolutely. Now, do your kids ask you questions like what what's changed since you graduated in '98? Or well, you know, you mentioned the renovations. Mm-hmm. So in, interiorly, my oldest son, I tell him all the time. When I was at Olsh, there was only one men's room. That's right. uh, so that's a major change that we, major we, we, joke, we joke about. But um, no, so much has changed, but, but in all the essential respects, it's remained not just the same, but I think it's even better. Yeah. Good. We have lots more to talk about. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. And welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict de Moore Parish in the Hill District and also St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End. Again, Happy New Year to everyone, January 1st, 2023. And great to have uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart High School in Coriopolis here. We're talking about alumni, and William uh, Strickland is an uh, alumnus of Olsh, 1998, and Caitlin Snatchko from 2010. And we're talking in the first segment about uh, going down memory lane and uh, all the wonderful memories that Caitlin and Bill had uh, when they were there, and now they're still part of that. And let's pick off, uh, pick up where we left off. And um, Bill, you are also um, uh, now a U.S. District Judge. Do you see uh, Catholic schools changing the lives for the better? Yeah, I think that you can see, um, especially in our role as sentencers, uh, people's background when they come. And uh, I think that you can see the role that education has in someone's life. Uh, I can say right now, I don't think I've sentenced anybody that is uh, <laughs> that came from a Catholic school. Not that that's a good advertisement, but I do think that what Catholic schools do is uh, they give people the opportunity to develop character, spirituality, and it goes without saying also the intellectual component in their lives that can serve as tools all across the life in whatever profession they choose or chooses them. Uh, and I think that that helps anybody have direction that keeps them out of trouble in life. And you probably, as a district judge, you see a lot. You see a lot of the youth and the families and, unfortunately, the, um, the not-so-good things in life. Do you, do you look at that as like the families and the morals and the values and also education? It'd be a, where you know, I, I don't falls? pass judgment on anybody that comes mm-hmm. to my courtroom uh, because they come from very different backgrounds than I had the benefit of coming from. But I think what it shows to us, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn in this uh, here at the diocese, is that we should prioritize as much as possible giving Catholic educations to as many people as we possibly can. Because the tools that we foster in Catholic education, I think, are life tools to help people have fruitful, productive, happy lives that can help them avoid a number of problems. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's that faith and the morals mm-hmm. and the values to be able to pray in, in school. Um, yeah, they, yes, they get the, the regular basic education of um, math, science, technology, mm-hmm. the basics in life, but also the morals. And I don't think you can separate it, too, mm-hmm. because if you think of any good education as a pursuit of truth, the good, the true, and the beautiful— and as Catholics, we believe that all has the same origin and the same end, the same telos, which is Christ. So, you know, that's how Catholic school math is different. It's not different because you're doing different different uh, equations or whatever. You're, it's, it's different because it's, it's all in the unified pursuit of truth, which is one organic whole. Now, Caitlin, as a campus minister, tell us about helping students develop a moral compass that leads to lives to Christ. Um, 
Do you see the students changing through the four years of when they come in as a freshman and they're graduating as a senior? Absolutely, um, and that's really what we strive to do. As uh, Mr. Stickman was talking about, you know, really um, striving for the truth and the beauty um, and the faith is really where that's at, and just giving them a place. Uh, my room. I also teach theology, so it's nice to see, you know, when kids come in out of class, just to have that safe place to go where they can have conversations about faith or just uh, grow with one another. Um, And you do see them challenging one another to be the best versions of themselves, which is so uh, wonderful to see. Do they test you with good old old pivotal (laughs) questions as teenagers would? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. Um, to see, too, a lot more the longer that I've been there. You know, you develop a relationship with the students when they're freshmen, and then once they're seniors, they feel, you know, safe and comfortable to come and talk to you mm-hmm. about even things, you know, going on in the weekend that might not be so easy for them to go through as teenagers, um, but for them to stand their ground um, and to come back, you know, to the faith and know that there is safety with Christ, even though it's not easy. Absolutely. Now, Bill, can you tell our listeners a fondest fondest Catholic school memory that you have? Oh, that's a tough one because I've had, <laughs> I've had so many. I think it was probably my, uh, not a single memory in of itself, but we had a really small high school Latin program mm-hmm. when I was at Olsh uh, with uh, Mr. Pat Finnegan was, was our teacher. And uh, he was really a great teacher. Uh, he challenged each of us to sort of, you know, stand up and, and, it was, it was like we were competing in sports and learning our declensions. And, you know, with only six people in the class plus the teacher, it was, a, it was, it was like a little family. And it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed going uh, there. And ultimately, I ended up majoring in the classics. So uh, he set me on that direction. Wow. So it was that Latin class mm-hmm. that really laid that foundation for you. Yeah. How about you, Caitlin? Uh, again, I don't think I could pull out one single memory <laughs> just because there are so many. Um, but I will say, looking back, you know, I think uh, the theology teachers I had at Olsh, really laid that foundation for me, and working with them, they're still there today, um, and they're still teaching me and calling me on, um, you know, to be a good, grounded Catholic, so that's been uh, really inspirational. Now, as we begin the new year of 2023, we just changed the page uh, of the calendar. Um, What are some things, Caitlin, that you're sharing with your students as they come back from Christmas and New Year's break uh, this January? Anything going on at the school? Uh, lots going on. We have obviously January's important month for the pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, uh, we also have a Cairo retreat that we have mm. once a semester. So, uh, that'll be coming up in a few weeks, uh, for the upperclassmen, but just really to focus themselves this new year, keep their eyes on Christ and start fresh if they have to do that. Bill, do you have anything going on with the school with the kids uh, when they come back after Christmas, New well, Year's break? In fact, we do. I am the uh, coach for their mock trial team, and our Ooh. competitions will begin in just a couple of weeks. So Get them prepped yeah, for that. Yeah. I want to mention the Cairo retreat. My son, Will, went on the November Cairo retreat and thought it was a really great experience. I mean, came back really energized in his faith. We just had uh, a segment on about the Kairos Retreat for North Catholic a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and, and how that's just so awesome for high school students to be able to participate, uh, to get away from uh, the hustle and the bustle mm-hmm. and to focus on Christ. I've heard so many wonderful things, and all of our Catholic high schools are, are part of doing that, and I just think that's such a great, great volume, and what a great 
thing to do that with um, starting the new year with that. And uh, we just have a couple more minutes uh, before we um, conclude with the plus segment. Um, walking the halls of Olsh, Caitlin, um, and seeing the changes and obviously some of the faculty still there. Uh, any fun things going on with the faculty that people that have taught you that now your coworkers, that must be kind of neat. Yeah. I think the most substantial sister Francine, she was the principal when I was there and she was, mm. she uh, drove a tight ship, um, <laughs> but she really is one of the uh, sweetest and most generous people. Um, and just to see that other side of her, I wish the kids could always see it, mm. but I know, you know, she drives a tight ship for a reason to keep the Good old best sister thing. Francine, she's yes. still there. Still, oh, yes, still she is. Out. Absolutely. And Bill, when you go back into the school with the various activities, things, interacting with your former teachers, that must be kind of a neat. That's great. Our principal, Tim Plosnick, was my mm-hmm. cross country coach. Oh, wow. Not just my history teacher, uh, but my cross country coach. So it's uh, we had a lot of fun. Times. I think that really speaks a lot for Olsh, though. That it doesn't have a revolving door yeah. faculty. People go there, and I believe they view it as their vocation, and we're all the fruit of that vocation. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the key thing is the teachers are there not just to collect the paycheck, but their, their heart is there. And if there is not a high turnover rate and to have faculty that are still there, then when you graduated, obviously that says a lot. So. Good. Well, Caitlin Snatchko and uh, William Stickman, thanks for being with us here this thank morning. You. Thank you, Father. On this New Year's Day. And uh, we're going to take a break. And thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, as we celebrate New Year's Day, we also celebrate the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. And we look in the Gospel of St. Luke, the angels make haste to inform Mary and Joseph about the good news and the identity of their newborn child, Jesus. And this really warms the heart uh, of our Blessed Mother. And in looking at uh, the Mary as the Mother of God, the Theotokos, she is saying yes to be the, the the mother of the Son of God. And all of the readings this weekend, the Book of Numbers and Galatians, God blesses the tribes of Israel as they begin the journey. And in the second reading from Galatians, Paul reminds us that by the power of the Spirit, we become children of God. So as we turn the page now and start a brand new year of 2023, a lot of us like to make uh, a fresh start. Maybe some of us are making some New Year's resolutions, um, looking at not backwards, but looking forward. So maybe let's set some goals of praying a little bit more, being kinder, a little bit more patient, maybe patch up a, a relationship or reach out to someone that we haven't talked to in a long time, start fresh, maybe to be a little bit more healthy, a little bit more punctual. What are some goals and resolutions that we would like to start on this beautiful New Year's Day? So thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus. Again, uh, this is made by the generosity of Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 